0: Welcome to the F-Sharp Podcast, presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared to educate you on all things financial. Co-hosts Tanner Bortnam and Adam Henning discuss various financial topics presented in a consumable and entertaining manner. Tanner is a certified financial planner, JD, and financial expert, while Adam is a marketing professional and small business owner. It's time to harmonize. Sit back and enjoy the episode. Your future self will thank you.
1: Welcome to episode 46 of the Financially Sharp podcast presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared to educate you on all things financial. I'm Adam Henning, marketing professional and small business owner. I am joined as always with our co-host, certified financial planner, JD, and financial expert, Tanner Bortnum. Before we jump into this episode, if you haven't yet, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. If you have any questions or suggestions, shoot us an email at podcast at That's podcast at uh, this episode is actually comes from a, a client of tanner's suggestion um, someone that emailed us and suggested the topic for this episode so if you have something on your mind shoot us an email um, or get in contact with us so and finally check us out on youtube search financially sharp podcasts and don't forget to click that bell and subscribe to our channel welcome tanner how are we doing Good, good. You need a drink good. after that? That's
2: uh, quite a long <laughs> intro.
1: Nope, nope. I had a Red Bull before this. And, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you need, need some
2: water wet your so, whistle.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad I was impressive for you. Yeah, well done. Uh, well done. <laughs> I mentioned uh, off-camera before we hopped in and, and press record that I had a surprise for Tanner, so I'm going to present that to him uh, right now. So, Oh, uh, boy. All right. <laughs> I, I haven't, I've been really, really, really late to the Reddit game um, and have hopped on Reddit for just some stupid stuff, um, NFL and, and some MMA and betting stuff. But you know what? I was on there the other day and I was like, I wonder what this looks like from a personal finance standpoint. So I oh, did no. some quick searches <laughs> and holy cow, there are some threads. With like 2 million people on there. And you would just appreciate the heck out of those. Are you sure? Or so, would I, would- <laughs> I grabbed, <laughs> I literally spent like two minutes and I was like, I gotta, I gotta hop out of this. Um, and that's coming from a non-professional. Oh, okay, I um, was going to
2: say, I feel like I would want to, you know, if I need to punish you would myself, want to I'd go yourself. read that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I I saw a few that I was like, I just have to screenshot these and save these for Tanner. So here here we go. (laughs) You know, a lot more, I would say, that were just so, like, budgetary that I was like, these are kind of annoying. Um, I grabbed some more comical ones, so. Sure. Uh, One that I really enjoyed was um, my dad just figured out he's been paying $30 a month for dial-up internet he hasn't used for the last 10 years. (laughs) Okay, That was that was just like a, a little nugget. But yeah. the best advice I found on there, and see if you agree, is somebody posted, stop spending money on food, buy a crock pot. So that is the uh, level of advice that, that Reddit, Reddit could provide gonna... you on personal finance.
2: Yeah, that's how you're going to make become a millionaire, huh? I, I mean, you yeah. got to have buy the food to put in the crock pot, though, right?
1: I think I mean, try- one I mean, one would or think. She was trying to get stop eating out by the oh. crock
2: pot. Well, so. I mean, they, they, that, that is, you know, on the basic level of things, um, helpful for budgetary purposes. But uh, yeah, uh, lots of, I'm sure, lots of good, good advice there on Reddit.
1: And. Elite thank you. Level. If you don't yeah. think, if you don't get anything out of this podcast other than buying a Crock-Pot and saving yourself <laughs> money. <laughs> Woo. Uh, That's all you need. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I thank you for taking that one and uh, going on there. Cause I will, I will never, I will, I have enough issue uh, just being on Instagram, you know, on my personal Instagram and, and seeing all the, the stupidity that comes up Um of the targeted ads, you know, of things that, that come my way. So I, I try to avoid that, uh, as much as I can.
1: You, sir, have been warned. I'm just saying, yeah, well. many more to come, <laughs> but a well, lot I of feel- people on there should be listeners. They should definitely be listening. because yeah. They're asking questions that we've covered before. So, um, yes, we're we, on the right track. All right. We got an episode for you. Actual, you know, expert level. Ed- well suggestions and not advice but uh this episode episode 46 you've been named the executor of an estate now what um so let's let's take that from from step one and and walk us through um that kind of big life event um you've been named the executor of an estate now what um this is great because i feel like i'm asking this question i have zero idea so (laughs) what is an executor
2: yeah, no worries. Not a lot of people do. Um, so just kind of before we jump into that, uh, you know, I know we have a lot of uh, repeat listeners that that know this, but for anyone that's new hopping into just this episode, um, we have done a previous episode on estate planning. So this isn't going to go into what's a will, what's a trust, and what not, uh, and that type of thing. Please go listen to that. Go find that earlier episode. This is you're the executor, right? And and what are those duties and and obligations that that you're going to have at some point of it. And then also just for um, everyone's knowledge of people that may not know, um, I uh, have Harmony Wealth, wealth management company. Um, I also am a licensed attorney. So this isn't just me sitting here, you know, reading some stuff or giving advice that I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm a licensed attorney and estate planning is my area of specialty. So this is something that I talk with my estate planning clients on that they need to be having these conversations with whoever they name for their executor. So back to your question, Adam, what is an executor? The executor is a person that is appointed in your will to oversee the estate when you pass away. Um, So for example, I'll, I'll use myself, right? So for my will, if I'm gonna name you, Adam, as the executor, when I pass away, you're going to oversee my estate and all the affairs and wrap everything up, um, all the bills, all all the assets that I have, everything like that, you're going to take care of everything, get it all to the people it needs to be, all the bills, all the taxes, take care of everything so that my estate is completely taken care of and from a legal standpoint and and life can kind of move on in in that sense.
1: And that, that happens when you're still potentially living most of the time? um is there any paperwork or or hop in yes yeah yeah so yeah um you
2: are appointed an executor or or i shouldn't say but you are named the executor in someone's will they have to create that will while they're alive but you don't do anything until they pass away once they pass away
1: do you know sometimes get your permission or anything
2: no, no, no. Nope, nope. So sometimes people know. I always recommend it to my clients. Let your people know, but it, it isn't a requirement. Um, also, being named an executor is not a requirement to do. If if I name you, and you know your life is too busy or whatever, you don't have to accept. You can always decline, um, and then it would go to whoever I appointed as backup executor in my will so it's not something that's mandatory by any means now typically people do it because a lot of times it's you know kids are named you know or one kid is named the executor of their parents estate so of course they're they're going to do that Um, again hopefully you know about it but if it does come as a surprise the steps are still going to be the same it'll just be a little bit more of a shock that now you have to undertake this
1: I, I, I foresee some drama there. But, yeah, but well, right, <laughs>
2: definitely could be. And again, that's why with my clients on the legal side, I always say talk with the people you name. If you name, you know, your kid, let them know. You don't have to give them the will if you don't want, but let them know. Hey, I've named you as this. And actually, before that, I recommend check with them to see if they will do it, because <laughs> you don't you don't want to name somebody and then have them say, I don't want to do this. So check with them hopefully the person checked with you you said you're good with it and now they've passed away now you're the executor of their estate and that's what we're going to go through is is at that point you're now acting what do you have to do
1: what do i have to do it sounds like a thankless job (laughs)
2: uh it is it very much is (laughs) um one thing i want to Go over real quick too. Uh, you may hear "personal representative," and that's actually what I would like to use the rest of this podcast, just so that people know um, it is the more. What's the difference? M- there is none. There is none. It's just a more modern term. And actually, if you have a super old will, it may be called well, it's executor, but uh, for the ladies, it's executrix. Like you know, it's just old, old English. And they've modernized it now to just personal representative. So, since that is the more modern term and what we likely will be hearing more of now and into the future, for the rest of this, we're gonna keep talk about it as a personal rep. I'll try my best to just say personal representative, um, but they're the same. They're one and the same synonyms. Not a huge deal. Um, so, what was the other, what was the other question that you said? What are <laughs>
1: I lost track where we were at. Uh, What's first step? What happens? um, What's your first duty as a PR? Personal representative.
2: Yes. So the first thing that I recommend to anybody is take breath. Take some time. Right. Again, as we've already alluded to, the likelihood is that you knew this person and you likely knew this person very well and they just passed away. Nothing is required from you instantaneously in the first couple days, any of that. So take some time, allow yourself to grieve, allow yourself to have that time to process what happened, to make peace with it, to make sure that you're okay because this undertaking is, it, it, it let's call it what it is, it is a burden. It's work. It is a thankless. Sometimes families are good about it and they will thank the person that is doing it, but it, it is work that is not fun work because everything you're going to do is going to remind you of that special person that passed away. So make sure that you take the time right away to be okay or, or as okay as you can get. Again, that's different for every person in every situation, but take a little bit of time because we'll we'll get to it, but you're going to need a, a death certificate and that usually takes at least one to two weeks to get them before you can really do much anyways. So you have some time to just You know, make sure you're taking care of yourself first. So I think I always say that's the first step is actually not doing anything in terms of the PR.
1: Are you served a notice or are you meeting with a third party representative to go over these documents? Or when do you know when to start this process?
2: Yeah. So it's going to be a little different depending upon your situation. Again, if you know that you're the personal representative, ho- again, hopefully you're aware of this, once the person has passed away, you know step, step one, we said, take some time for yourself, but step two is, is go locate the document. Go locate the original will. Make sure you still are the personal representative. If you are unaware that you are a personal representative, someone in the family is going to find the original will And then tell you you're the personal representative so that that is really step two is locate the estate planning documents particularly the will because the will is what grants you the personal representative the legal authority to act on behalf of the estate and then you'll want to just file that with the probate court because then they will authorize that and say yep this is this is the last will and testament. It was executed appropriately. You are who you say you are and you're named as personal representative. Here we go. Now you have the authority to act and to do you know the necessary things to wrap up the estate.
1: You said probate court is that the start is that this process?
2: Yes. So when someone goes away, and this is a very common misconception and it's a selling technique on the legal side, um, every person who passes away goes through probate or needs to go through probate. The and that's the common misconception because a lot of people are like, I don't have enough assets, or I, you know, I have a will, so I don't have to go through probate. No, that's ac- that's false. Probate, probating the will is saying the will is valid. that like That is what it's called. So to have your will be valid, you have to probate it where the court says, yes, this is a valid will. So every person has to do that. Now, where the difference is, is do you get the easy route or do you get the long, hard journey that sucks? And that, unfortunately for you as a personal representative, you have no control over. That is determined by what the person who passed away did in terms of their estate plan and in terms of keeping their ducks in a row. So slight caveat here, if you're named personal representative or if you're just you know, a, someone and, and, and you know your parents don't have it or you know your friends don't have it, get them to do an estate plan because if they don't have an estate plan, you are definitely heading down the long path. Or or maybe not you, but whoever's the personal representative is going to be going down the long, hard, unnecessary path. Have those estate planning documents in place. But again, as personal representative, the person, the decedent, the person who passed away, it's set in stone now. Things can't be changed. So if they messed it up, you're on the long path. Sorry, my friend, but it is what it is. There isn't anything we can do to get you on the other side. What's the long path? Uh, the long path is when, uh, well, well, let's get to that caveat that for just a All second. Right. Let's, let's do step three first. Cause that'll come up in kind of where I have uh for step four. Um, I'll just hold off. Um, so you have your named per, uh, personal representative, you've located the will and you've given it to the probate court and they've said, yep, this is valid. Your personal representative go now the next thing that you're going to want to do is to look for and 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 even really some of these can kind of go simultaneous they're just they're in the best order that i can put them um you want to be gathering all of the other documents right was there a trust was there um Final dispositions, right? So does the person want to be buried or cremated? Do they have uh, a burial spot? You know, all of those things. And again, like I said, this could be happening at a similar time to filing um, the will with the probate because it might all, hopefully, is all in the same spot for you. So you're going to want to do those things. You're going to want to try to find as many financial statements as you can um, for retirement accounts, bank accounts, life insurance, uh, investment accounts. Some people have cryptocurrency, like There's all sorts of stuff out there. Try to find as many statements as you can. It'll make your life easier because those are assets that they have that you're going to have to deal with. Um, Life insurance, I mentioned. Find Social Security if they're receiving that. Um, Social Security statements. Get bank statements. Get credit card statements. You got to pay those off and close them. Uh, Monthly bills. Any utilities. Uh, Hulu. You know, like all these things. Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, You know, Whatever. You you got to try to find all of these bills because you got to turn them off, and so gather everything. Um, <laughs> I, I have even more uh, title for your home, cars, boats, anything like that. Um, find uh, business documents if the person was a business owner. You're gonna want to gather those. Hopefully, I recommend it to all my clients when they're creating their estate plan. To have a book full of their passwords or a flash drive or something that has their passwords the on it
1: first thing i thought of was yeah uh all the just passwords just leaving an employer and and coming to a new one and taking over somebody just they're still alive <laughs> but getting exactly. everything yes. flipped over is just a pain in the a so yes. wow yeah and, the first thing i and, thought of and was s- passwords and some of those right like
2: you can send stuff to Facebook, but I've heard that they're notoriously slow and it basically takes an act of Congress to get the di- the dead person's Facebook page pulled off of Facebook. Hopefully it's gotten better from when I heard about that. That was a situation from a couple years ago that I tried helping out with, um, but it just it took forever. It took absolutely forever. Hopefully that's better, but it's just easier if you have the password, you can go ahead and delete the account, right? Um, so hopefully they have kept those things. And then... Also, hopefully, they have a, a list of their their financial team, right? Their accountant, their lawyer who did the estate plan for them, their their financial advisor. You know, all of the people that they work with, get in contact with them because they're they were this person's team. They will be there to help you as well, walk through this process, and take as you know as much off of your plate as as they can. Hopefully, I guess. Hopefully, they are there to help you, but they should be, and they should be there to help. You know lighten the the load so to speak so that you're not having so much to do so that's kind of next mm-hmm. thing is, is gather everything right so it's gather the will and then everything else that you can find because now step four is going through all of those assets and determining what is what's considered a probate asset and what is considered a non-probate asset so Again, going to throw the caveat, you may very well want to talk to an attorney or the attorney that did the estate plan to get help in this of what is where. But in general, if the asset has a beneficiary designation or something similar that tells it where to go, right? You have a beneficiary designation on your 401k. Uh, mine says, go to my wife, boom automatically goes to her because it knows where to go. Because I I told it where to go. It has a beneficiary designation. You can do that with your house in most states. All of your investment accounts, your bank accounts, your retirement accounts, all of those things. Uh, In Arizona here, you can do it with your car. So hopefully, all of those things have beneficiary designations on them. They know where to go. They don't need to be told where to go. They know where to go, so they automatically do that. It's everything that doesn't have a beneficiary designation that is what is considered a probate asset. That means it has to go through the will to know where to go and who it gets distributed to. And every state has a dollar amount where if all of this stuff added up is less than set dollar amount, let's say 100000 then you get to go the easy route which is small estate if you're over that threshold now you're down the path of regular probate the long arduous journey of and so that answers kind of your question a few minutes ago is what is probate probate is you have or or the the person who passed away has too much or too many assets with too much value that the court says no 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 There's too much value here. We need to have court supervision to make sure that this gets done the right way. Now you're down the long path. Yep. So that is where, again, unfortunately, as the personal representative, you have no control over this. Like this is all set in stone. Either the person who passed away put beneficiary designations on something or they didn't. You don't get to retroactively fix it after the fact, even if you know where it's going. It doesn't matter. It's It may or may not cause you to have to go down probate, formal probate, which is the long route. Hopefully not, but that's, that's you know, an uh, unfortunate um, possibility that, that could happen.
1: Uh, per- personal story, tell me if this was common yeah. or silly, but towards the end of my grandmother's life, we had a running joke in the entire family. She had a little uh, flip book. Kind of in her living room, of just the stupid garbage that you wanted to lay claim (laughs) for when she died. Sure, very morbid. But there was, uh, we went to lengths of, I mean, some very sentimental things as stupid and silly as her toaster, and just stupid little decorations. So um, that's that's kind of what popped into my brain of just the the. What do you determine the value of certain things, and who supervises it and whatnot? But um, um, yeah, no, yeah, that's, we had some very silly fights and conversations over some some very dumb objects.
2: <laughs> well, and that and that's the part. So you bring up with that story, you bring up two very valid valid things to talk about. One, how do you value all those things, right, to know whether you're under the threshold or over it, right? Because it's all things like chairs, microphones, uh, you know, pictures, TVs, all that stuff doesn't have beneficiary designation. So you have to add it all up. Well, what's the value? Mm -hmm. As long as it's reasonable, you don't have to go out and find the maximum price that everything is, you know, it would probably be more in line with, we're going to have an auction. What does this stuff go for? And then that's how you kind of know, um, or what could it go on an auction, right? Like, who's going to want to buy my old TV? I'm, I'm not going to get full price for it. I'm going to get 50 bucks. Yeah, you know, I don't know. But so you you add up all that stuff and that that's kind of issue number one that you had alluded to. But issue number two is, is well, now who gets that stuff? And if yeah. the will, in the will, a lot of times people will have a itemized list of, you know, this, my engagement ring goes to so-and-so and this artwork and, you know, heirlooms that they may specify where it goes but all the other things that they may not know have sentimental value to a particular person or numerous people but do this is where the fighting starts right and unfortunately again you as the personal representative have to decide how do you do it um caveat for this some of the best ideas i have seen and we were talking about, you know, it's fall's coming up, so we're talking about fantasy football before the show. Um, actually, having a draft is the best thing I have. Yeah, a legitimate draft <laughs> where it is people draw a number out of a hat. You have X amount of people that have to, um, you know, pick from or whatever it, the number of people in the will that are supposed to get this stuff. And they draw a number out of a hat and – they just get to, and then they get to go pick something, and then the next person gets to pick something that has worked, I would say, the best. Now, that is not a requirement. I've seen other ones work. Other ones I've seen are, um, you know, there's X amount of kids, we split everything up, uh, we, we put aside things that no one wants, and then the things that everyone wants, we put them into approximately similar valued buckets basically and you draw which bucket you get and afterwards you can barter if you want or whatever that one worked well is you know also so it there is no one size fits all you need to do what's best for your family or your mm-hmm. situation of people but that is another burden is you, know, you as personal representative unfortunately you're the one that has to make the call and so you May have to make a call that someone doesn't like, and that sucks, right? Like you, it's not your fault. You're just trying to do your job, but yet someone may end up being mad at you, which again goes back to hopefully everything is set up correctly and in place, and all of these things, which is why I, ha- I harp on throughout numerous episodes about why it's so important for people to have estate planning set up because your the the person who's passed away is hopefully trying to avoid. These problems that we're we're talking about right now that yeah. a personal representative may run into. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah. So have
1: you ever seen someone give a major league baseball team to their twelve year old grandson via VHS tape?
2: No. No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying to are remember what Mark? movie that is. Um, I was just
1: gonna say, are you, <laughs> you familiar? Little league. Yeah. that's yeah. Oh, that's right. Yep, twins. yep, yep,
2: yep. How legal that's is right. that BS? That's legal. I mean, you can. Is that no? Mm-hmm. Okay. You can. You can have. Yeah. You. You can. Um, you can have a video be you know an, an attachment basically to the to the will. That's absolutely. If you wanted to do that, you absolutely could have that be how everyone finds out, um, you know, it, it's your will. You know, again, this is the person now creating the will. We're, we're a little bit off, off, not the personal representative. But, yeah, the will can be created however they want or, or within parameters, the legal parameters, but they can have it revealed however they want, basically.
1: Right on. Yep. What's next? We we closing in on the, the whole process? Yeah. Uh,
2: Kind of. We're getting close. Um, I mean, we're getting close Get in close. terms of steps, but not work, right? So we've now we've gathered everything together. We've determined whether it's probate or non-probate assets. We've determined whether we need to do short probate or long probate. Hopefully it's the shorter probate. Let's walk down that path because that's the happier one. Uh, But the next thing is, is you got to get death certificates, right? And don't just get one because most of those financial institutions, the social security administration, a lot of those, they're going to want original copies. Um, So I recommend get at least 10. They're not that expensive. Just get, get a bunch, get a bunch of them so you don't have to go back and get more. Um, Sometimes they'll mail the original back, but you're trying to do a bunch of things all at once. You don't want to sit there and have to send your one original off and wait a month till it gets back and send it off again like just just get a bunch of them they're cheap um and you need that like i alluded to a lot of the banks financial institutions the government anything that you need to do they're gonna want a copy sometimes the original copy of or certified um of the death certificate so that's get that uh yep sound like get a question do
1: I just feel like this is a lot of work. Do, does, are there lawyers or financial institutions that offer this as a service? Like, yes, all right, yes. Let us be yeah. your personal representative, and we'll do all of this car, not car. Yeah, all of this stuff for you.
2: I mean yeah absolutely uh, um, yeah. my f- my first job out of law school was at First Nebraska Trust Company in Nebraska and that's exactly what they did they were personal representatives and trustees of everyone's wills and trusts <laughs> they did that I feel like so that, that it's worth right. every penny it depends right it's a, a lot of people well, a lot okay. of times Expensive. people will say they don't want to spend the money on it because typically they name their kid and they expect their kid to do it for free so um but that service does exist. Right. Um, talk with your. It depends. It, it, it depends dependent on the
1: estate size and complexity. Oh, it
2: abs absolutely all of it. Yeah, and 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 just mm-hmm. company to company, right? Like if you're gonna go buy a television, you're getting a television. But if you buy a, a Sony versus a Panasonic versus a you know I don't know whatever the other brands are, they all have different price points based on how good they are too. So. Um, it, yeah, it absolutely depends. Uh, depends on the complexity of your situation, depends on the amount of assets because the more assets that are in there, the more liability that person has, all those things. So, it really just depends. Is
1: money usually tied to being the personal representative, or is it just out of the goodness of the heart? How, 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 how common is it to tie part of a monetary value to, hey, thanks for. Being my personal representative, here's X amount of dollars, or
2: um, I would say I don't uncommon. see, yeah. Uh, so all of the, um, all of the estate plans that I create have the ability for the personal representative to be compensated, fairly compensated for their time and efforts. Now, I would say the amount of personal representatives, because typically they're kids that actually claim that is very small. You know, they might claim, you know, if you have to fly across country to go do it, they might be like, hey, the estate's gonna pay my plane tickets, but they're not gonna be like, well, you know, I'm a I'm a dentist and I make $400 an hour, so I'm gonna charge $400 an hour per week because I'm doing this rather than being at my dental practice or, you know, whatever it may be. That typically doesn't happen. Uh, it can depends how the wills drafted but um, I would say that most of the time it's done by a family member out of the goodness of their heart um, and yeah the, and they, they typically don't take compensation for it so Interesting. yep so all right well we'll keep moving on so yeah so you get the death certificates um, and again so now you you know all the assets we know which route of probate we're going down we have the death certificates so now we can you know the court has said yep you're good to go. Now we can start acting, right? So now you look at the will, you go through it, and it says, um, well, first off, any of the assets that have beneficiary designations, those just go to whoever is listed on there. You can help facilitate that, um, them getting there. But a lot of times that's a financial institution working with whoever that new beneficiary is. Um, So for the other assets that don't have beneficiary designations, you're figuring this out. You're doing your fantasy draft. You're doing. You're splitting it up into equal pots. You're doing whatever it may be to get it to whoever the will says it should go to. Some of the stuff people aren't going to want, so you're gonna, um, you know, you're gonna sell those at an auction or some just give some stuff away because sometimes a lot of stuff doesn't have value, so you just you give it away. Um, whatever is necessary to basically get rid of or deliver all of the assets that a the person who passed away has along with paying all of their final bills for everything and closing the accounts saving enough money in reserve and working with their accountant so that you can pay their final year's worth of taxes because you'll need to do that um shutting off social security fun (laughs) just shutting off pensions
1: yeah, just things that I've never really thought about. like uh, yeah. yeah, well,
2: because really, I mean, think about, just think about, um, you know, for us, right, we're younger, so it's a little bit different. We don't have Social Security and pensions and stuff, but just think about your life right now. All the stuff that you have and absolutely. everything that you do needs to be given away or, you know, given to somebody, turned off, and paid for. All of it. Like... It's a lot, and as as things get even more intricate, it becomes more and more and more, right? So that's why um, it is a big undertaking, and you just you just have to get everything turned and make sure there's no creditors, right? If there's a mortgage, if there's a house, and there's a mortgage, you got you got to pay off the mortgage or find you know again, I shouldn't say you have to pay off the mortgage. It depends how that gets. Uh, you know distributed to the heirs or to the beneficiaries it maybe they assume it with the mortgage maybe they get their own mortgage all those things but you you know the debt for the person who passed away has to go has to be extinguished it has to go away either someone has to has to take over it and the bank has to be cool with that and put their name on it now or that or it has to be paid off through other means all of that all taxes all debts all credit cards um, and then they have to be turned off and social security has to be turned off and pensions have to be notified and all your, all your financial, um, accounts and retirement accounts have to be transferred to the person. And, and, and then that's its own separate episode, which we will do next is how do you inherit assets correctly? Cause that's another thing people mess up all the time. So, um, so you, those are kind of the last things, is paying off all the debts and then distributing all the remainder remaining assets.
1: I know we've talked about this before. Maybe it was offline. But what are some of the debts that don't follow after death? Just student loans, correct? Student some-
2: loans. Student loans and... uh i know i'm trying to go through a lot that's probably it that's probably the only one um though you know those those die with you because they're they're your brain and your experiences and things but i mean even if you took out a personal loan ten thousand dollar personal loan fine they'll charge it against the estate you have assets hopefully to pay that off um your house your car all those their assets there's collateral there to to pay you know to sell and pay them off um and those have to go first i guess i should make sure to allude to that too cuz we kind of talked about them together all the debts and things need to go first all that stuff has to get paid off you don't get to distribute stuff and then be like oh sorry creditors we don't have any more stuff yeah. it's no 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 those get paid off first and then anything left goes to the beneficiaries
1: yeah if there's a deficiency do they just Filed bankruptcy, or does that get passed down to the? Yes, so that's a, uh,
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. You you do not inherit a debt. Um, right. If the estate is insolvent, it's insolvent. The creditors will get as much as they can of everything that is there, and then that that's their problem for not being collateralized enough with what remained of, you know, someone's estate. Now. There are ways for them to recoup some of that. I mean, you can't just if a person is knows they're gonna pass away, they have a terminal illness, you can't just give away all your stuff and be like, Oh, I don't have it anymore. Like, you know, they can claw some of that back because it was given away knowing that that sure. death was was happening. But um, yeah, it's just trying and then, to get
1: to the question of oh, this thing that was Hidden by our parents or grandparents, we had knew nothing about. It. Now we're sh- on the hook for this separate yeah no nope, life or nope. debt or whatever. That's nope nope. Something so yeah, we should be the as- worried
2: about. Correct. Yeah, unless you signed on for it, you know, right, a, a co-signer or something. But if if it sure. if it has nothing to do with you, it's just like you, Adam. If you pass away, I don't owe any of your debts. Like so, just because I'm personal representative or if I'm beneficiary of your estate or whatever. I don't inherit any of that. Those are yours. If your estate can't pay them, that's now the creditor's problem. Very good. Yep. Yep. So that's kind of it. Pay off. I mean, I don't want to make light of that. That in and of itself, and I know they're the last, you know, kind of two things of, oh, just get rid of all the debts and then distribute everything. Those are actually the two biggest and most painful because it's just, there's so much stuff to contact and you got to call this place and let (laughs) them know that they passed away and give it to them and then pay the last thing and then turn them off. And, you know, it's just, there's a lot, there's a lot to do there. So even on the quick side of things, the fastest I've seen an estate get wrapped up is three months, I'd say right around there. Um, even if you're on the, the speedy side, um, if you really, really don't have anything, maybe, you know, you can get it wrapped up faster if the person passed away with was very very little but um you know just expect this is a three to six month process on the fast side of things if you have to go down the long route i i hope for your sake it's only nine months but it very well could be a year plus it just slows it down significantly because everything you do has to have court supervision so again
1: filing taxes i mean you have I mean that probably.
2: Yeah, well, and on that's the time of
1: death, that's going to kind of slow down the process.
2: Absolutely. very valid point, very valid point. And I don't count that into the time frame of things. Like you can have everything done and know that okay, taxes are going to be 5,000 bucks, so you withhold extra. You keep 10,000 and you're just sitting there waiting for taxes to be filed. I don't really count that as extending probate. Technically it does cuz there's one last thing you have to do, but you don't have to do a bunch of stuff in the interim. Um, so like the, the, the bulk of the work, you know, three to six months on the the quick side, nine, nine plus probably on, on the long side of, of,
1: you know, long
2: route probate.
1: Right on. This was very informative.
2: (laughs) Well, and if it doesn't scare you enough into hopefully telling family members to do their yeah, estate planning I'm and keep make... stuff in a row so that your job is easier, um, maybe that's the nudge that they need to make, sh- you know, get everything, all their ducks in a row. Yes.
1: Mom, dad. Uh, I don't think I'm suited to be your personal (laughs) rep. Or make sure you got your stuff, your poop in a group for us. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I'm going to go make sure I have all my passwords written down or (laughs) put in a tidy spot. Yep. There you go. Wow. Yep. All right. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? nope that's good that's uh i think
2: uh, good good enough on this episode
1: all right write your passwords down be nice to your personal representatives buy a crock pot right <laughs> i guess yep <laughs>
2: save, save your money with a crock pot all right.
1: right we know this episode has been helpful and as always thanks for listening if you haven't yet uh, please like subscribe leave us a review if you have a question or suggestion for a future uh, episode shoot us an email at podcast at financially sharp.com that's podcast at financially sharp.com thanks to the loyal listener for sending in this topic it was awesome actually one of my favorite ones so yes uh, thank you definitely go call my parents and uh make sure i've got my stuff in a group here (laughs) i need to to write a will i don't think I have a will. So, uh, thanks for listening guys. You'll hear us and see us in the next episode.
0: This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. This podcast does not engage in rendering legal tax, financial, or other professional services. Investment advisory services are offered through Harmony Wealth, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please contact Harmony Wealth at 602-935-5155 or at HarmonyWealthAZ.com.